Hi, welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Goodman. I'm a certified life coach and a mom to three teens and a tween. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens yet keep firm boundaries? Do you know that you can do all of this without yelling and feeling frustrated? Here in this podcast, you will find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. It's been a little while since I have recorded an episode, and it's time to get started. So whenever you tell yourself you're going to do something when it gets a little bit easier, time slows down, you have less on your plate, less to do, that place doesn't exist. I think you will always have a lot going on, and it seems like one thing after another sometimes. And so if there's something you want to do that you haven't done yet... You just have to do it. There's not a good time to start. You just have to. You just have to get started. You have to get it done. Do the things that you want to do without waiting for timing to be right. So here we are creating a podcast. It's early in the morning. We're going to talk about mom triggers today and keeping ourselves regulated, keeping our emotions in check so that we don't lose our cool, freak out on our kids, And I know if you've been there, we've all probably been there where we've lost our temper. And then after the fact, when things have settled down, we feel so much guilt and maybe shame even because that's not how we want to show up. I don't think any of us plan on losing our temper with our kids or are happy with ourselves when we do. And so it's an important thing to learn how to manage. You can absolutely manage it. It's something you can learn to control. It's not out of your control. So let's talk about ways to keep it under control. Have you ever gone to Google and self-diagnosed? You've decided something isn't right, and so you Google the symptoms, and then you find something that sticks out to you that you are like, oh my gosh, that is me. That's exactly what I have. So that happened to me. When about five years ago, I was Googling about PMS and mood swings and just trying to learn more about it. And I came across an article about PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. It's basically like severe PMS. Your mood swings, things you can handle normally on a normal day, just get absolutely out of your control. It just feels out of your control. You lose your temper. You might yell. You might feel absolutely out of control. I described it once as like feeling like you have this surge of adrenaline or what I called like poison in your body. You could just feel it rising and just making you so angry, like a rage. And I know this sounds a little dramatic, but if you've ever experienced this, you will know what I'm talking about. In fact, I was at lunch with a group of women a few months ago And we were talking, and we're all coaches, and so we were talking about what led us to coaching, and one of the women I was talking to described having these extreme mood swings and this feeling of rage and realizing it was PMDD. And when I said, oh my gosh, yes, I totally know what you're talking about. I have that too, or had that too, she couldn't believe it because she had never heard about it before. She didn't know anyone else who'd heard of of it before. It's just not very 
well-known. I don't think it's talked about and it's probably experienced by more women than we realize. I had never heard of it before until I was able to Google it and learn about it and make sense of the emotions I was having, which then became the catalyst that led me to coaching because I finally realized that this wasn't something I could control. And it wasn't something that was wrong with me in the way of like, I should be able to control this. Something is wrong with me. And then you just kind of leave it there as if that's helpful. And then you just keep moving forward, pushing along. I actually realized, okay, this is probably a condition that I could get help for. And so I started researching and doing some work to figure out what, what options were available to me. I ended up finding life coaching hiring a coach, learning ways to manage my emotions, self-regulate, take a look at the thoughts I was thinking, what I was making things in my life mean, those triggers. Even if those triggers 90% of the time were not a big deal. It was like within that 10%, whenever I was feeling dysregulated, that 10% that I could not control my emotions. That was the problem. And so in learning how to do this, so much more self-compassion for myself and anyone else who has been in this place. So let's talk about kind of what I've learned. I want to talk about what I've learned and how I learned it. So I remember the moment that I started noticing the thoughts I was thinking and making a different choice. So instead of reacting to my emotions, I responded to them. And I remember feeling I noticed these feelings coming up, like feeling dysregulated, feeling like your hormones are all out of whack, being very anxious and um, just quick, not patient, quick to get upset. And I was noticing this. And um, I remember having the thought of like, okay, here it is. Here it comes. I'm starting to feel that strong emotion. Mm -hmm. What do I need? And then I had the thought, well, what if I just lay down right now? I could go lay down and rest. And this was like four o'clock in the afternoon. This was the time where I would be normally getting dinner. I didn't have any kids to drive around, which was rare, but it was that afternoon time where there's just a lot going on and a lot to do. And maybe my kids had friends over. So just to just go lay down was not something I would normally do. But in this moment, I decided that it was okay. And so then what I learned as I was observing this and kind of trying to change my response was that the reason why I would explode sometimes or have a meltdown was because I would push, 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 push because I had to. Like everything I did was because I had to. I couldn't let myself relax or take a break because that would mean it would mean something like I was not able to do it or I couldn't handle it. There'd be something wrong with me and I couldn't give myself that grace because I didn't deserve it. I was a stay at home mom, didn't have a job, so I didn't deserve to take a break or to rest. And I didn't realize this subconsciously until I could take a look at it later and go, wow, that was why I didn't really allow myself to take a break and take care of myself because I didn't feel like not necessarily that I didn't deserve it, but that I should. It was more like this thought. I should be able to handle it. So I should be able to do more and be more 
and just push, push, push. And if I couldn't, there was something wrong with me and I needed to figure out what I needed to do and do more. And it was just a, a lot. And so, you know, that, that bubbles over. You can only do that so much before everything just kind of falls apart. And so once I was able to respond to those emotions in a way that wasn't like pushed through them, it was like, okay, how about I go lay down? It sounded so simple and it seemed so crazy that I wouldn't just allow myself that grace. Like this is something I need, my body needs, and I deserve. So I'm going to go rest. And that changed everything. There was still some work to do about learning how to manage my thoughts and emotions, but giving myself permission to go lay down when I needed a break and to know that my kids were fine. If I didn't get dinner on the table, it was fine. If the house was a mess and my husband was like, what'd you do all day? He would never say that, but I would think that. Um, it was fine. It didn't have any reflection on me, and it was more important that I take care of myself than push through, do everything, think I needed to have everything perfect, and feel terrible. So in whatever way you need to give yourself more grace and permission to rest, please do so. I shared something on my Instagram from Mel Robbins today, and I really liked it. I love motivational speakers and people and motivational messages. And basically what she was saying is that the secret to life is learning how to get yourself out of bed even when you don't want to. And I believe that and I think there's so much value in there. But I think it's also the secret to life is knowing when to push yourself out of bed when you don't want to and also when to give yourself grace and stay in bed when you need to. There's nothing wrong with you if you choose to stay in bed and get more rest. If you don't get dinner on the table because you need to rest and go lay down in the, in the afternoon, right? It's knowing when that where that balance is, when to push yourself because it's a lack of motivation and you just need to get up and do it. Like right now, you can probably hear the cold I have. And I was talking, I went to the doctor and they were, I was telling them my symptoms and it was just like a, a cold and they said, you know, um, drink lots of water, exercise, and rest. And I loved that they said exercise because the last thing you want to do when you're not feeling well is exercise, but it's so important. And I have found that it does help when I get up and I get moving and I get those um, endorphins released in my body. Okay, so I want to talk now about three ways you can control these triggers as they come up. Maybe it's not so much of a hormonal issue, but it's just something that you can manage with noticing how you're thinking. So number one is understanding that your child's behavior has nothing to do with your response to it. So if you're yelling or you know, whatever that action is, slamming doors, whatever it is that feels out of your control has nothing to do with your child's behavior. Of course, these situations can feel frustrating. We can feel angry and helpless, but those feelings are coming from thoughts like, no one ever listens to me. I'm failing as a parent. I'm not appreciated. I do everything around here, right? Those thoughts. And when those thoughts make you feel angry and helpless and frustrated, and then those feelings lead you to have a reaction that you end up regretting later, 
it is not helping. These thoughts, there's no upside to these thoughts. You could think these thoughts are true, that no one ever listens to you. But why is that a problem for you? And I know that might sound counterintuitive, like people should listen to me, my kids should listen to me. But where that becomes a problem is, behaviorally, kids are supposed to push back. It's normal for kids not to want to do what they're supposed to do, clean their room, or you know they might get bad grades. That is normal. And when we feel like it's because of our failure, or it's a reflection on us, or that they should listen to us, it feels terrible. What if it didn't feel terrible? What if it was just an observation like, my child is having a problem hearing what I'm saying and taking action and doing the thing that I want them to do. What do I need to do to help them understand what I need? And as you do this work and you really get clear about the thoughts and how true they are and your response to them, you can get really clear, okay, what is what do I really want? If I want my kids to listen to me, why? Why do I think they're not listening to me? What is it that they're not doing and why aren't they doing those things? It's not because of your failures or because of you know something with you. It has everything to do with them. So what's going on with them? Get curious and understand why they're struggling to listen or do their jobs. And you know, that's where we have to get clear about us. Are we not being consistent? Are we not being clear? What can we do to help this situation? But it doesn't have to be a problem. And we don't have to tell ourselves the story that we're unappreciated, we're failing, no one ever listens to me, as if it's, you know, we're a victim to it. That's only going to make it feel so much worse. Number two, your stress is making it impossible to control your reactions. So true. So when I was highly triggered, I was feeling so much stress that what I ended up doing was taking a time out for myself and going to lay down. And that was the best thing I could do for myself. There was, I did not have the capability in that moment to respond in a way that I wanted to. So it was better for me to go lay down and take a break than to try to manage it. Allow yourself to just take a step back not feel like you have to manage everything and ask for help when you need it. It's also a good example for your kids to see you as the parent go, you know what, I am feeling really frustrated right now. I am feeling really stressed out and this is how I'm going to handle it. That is such important, an important skill that you can teach your kids. You're not supposed to be able to feel good all of the time. You're not supposed to be able to manage your emotions all the time and be this perfect, emotionally healthy parent who does everything perfectly. And so then it feels terrible when you can't. It's like, that's just part of life. We are good at some things. We have good days and we also have bad days. So on those bad days, how do you respond to them? What do you do? And even if your child's frustrated because they're having cereal for dinner, it's okay. They're going to understand one day and be appreciative that their mom took the time to take care of herself. And then it gives them permission when they're an adult and they want to feed their kids cereal for dinner to do the same. And it's okay. And you're not supposed to make your kids think you're amazing all of the time. That is not the point. All right, number three, you are not your reactions. And this is so important because when we find ourselves triggered, and this is exactly what I did, is I felt like my reaction was a flaw, 
something was wrong with me and I needed to figure it out so that I could handle it. So I didn't take time to take care of myself. I just pushed, 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 kept trying to do everything perfect until it would just fall apart, right? So notice how you respond, how you react, and if, if you like those actions. Do you yell? Are you quick to, do you get really quick to um, criticize or you're very impatient? Um, you're not very calm. What kinds of things, what story are you telling yourself about your reactions? Because when the story we tell ourselves, basically two things happen. We feel powerless to change and we feel shame. And when we feel powerless and we feel shame and we feel stressed, we are in a, it's really difficult to make any change. We just get stuck in this shame cycle and it doesn't change. We get triggered, we yell, we feel bad. And it just happens again and again and again. And there's nothing we can do about it. But understand that your reactions are not who you are. They are not happening because you are a bad person or a bad parent. It's just a stress response you have, patterns and habits that you've learned, and you can change them. And it takes time and patience and practice to change. But it can absolutely be done. So as you practice noticing your thoughts, noticing the story that you're telling yourself about the situation, and start telling yourself a new story, those pathways in your brain that go from the situation to your reaction, you'll start to unravel the meaning behind them and loosen your grip on them until all of a sudden new pathways are formed. So when you have a trigger, and it feels out of your control, all of a sudden, you can take a pause. Just like I did, I had that pause, that moment where I felt the emotion come up, and I was able to consciously decide what I wanted to do with it, and have a new thought, and respond differently. So my thought was, I need to go lay down. And then I was thinking, can I do that? It's four o'clock in the afternoon, it's time to make dinner. And then I was like, yeah, heck yeah, I could do that, I could go lay down. I'm worth taking that time for. And over time, those triggers I used to have do not show up for me anymore. I, Of course, you still feel stressed and frustrated. That's part of life. But they are maybe at a level two or a three. They don't go to a level 10 anymore. And that is because of thought work. It's because of noticing my thoughts, checking in with myself, what do I need, and taking time for myself. So if this is something that you struggle with, I would love to address it and help you. Send me an email and let me hear your story or your questions or your struggles and frustrations. I will be starting a parenting course group, coaching group, in July or June. I can't remember now. <laughs> I think it's June. It's the beginning of summer. We're going to do a parenting course. I have pre-recorded videos for you to learn how the steps that I use to parent in the middle, those um, the pendulum that we that we swing to when we get really controlling or really permissive, and some tools about how to just stay in that middle place. But we're also going to do some group coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching in this six-week time period. I'm really excited about. So if you're not on my email list, go join my email list so you can be first to know when I start enrollment for this group. 
And um, you can go to my website, kristengoodmancoaching.com and get on my email list there. I'm on Instagram at kristengoodmancoaching. I would love to hear from you, hear your thoughts about this episode. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I am so grateful you're here. I'm excited to announce that my group coaching course is now open for enrollment. You will get access to seven videos and eight live coaching sessions all over eight weeks. You will learn and apply actionable tools that will help you be a more confident and decisive parent. And because us moms like to put everyone else's needs before our own, you'll also learn how to set your own personal goals and actually achieve them. Send me an email at kristengoodman at parentinginthemiddle.com to get on the interest list. You can also find more information on my show notes or on my Instagram page at Kristen Goodman Coaching. I can't wait to see you there.